0: everybody's talking with tea the talk show designed to engage educate empower and encourage the community is on
1: good day my friends as i start to begin the show designed with you in mind We are the greatest with the latest of trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music and more. We pop to the top and drag with our swag as we keep it real and true while we do what we do. Thanks for tuning in to the 183rd edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. This is Tanisha Baker and you're tuned in to Talking With T. It's November 26th and if today is your birthday you share it with your birthday mates, DJ Khalid, the legendary Tina Turner, and the late Charlie Brown cartoonist Charles Schulz. Today on the national calendar is National Cake Day and Cyber Monday. Tomorrow is the National Day of Giving, which goes right along with our theme for the month, Gratitude Through Giving, in which you are encouraged to express thanks for what you have by extending blessings to others. Listen to an audio of a video I found on YouTube by Fearless Soul. You can see the video on Talking With T under today's show
0: when you get grateful for what you have right now, you will soon have more to be grateful for. And it's so true, when you send out those feelings of gratitude, what happens? You become instantaneously happy in this moment. When you're grateful and happy with life as it stands today, so many more things will flow into your life to be happy and grateful for. And the reverse is also true. If you feel like there's nothing to be grateful for, what are you focused on? You're focused on everything you don't want. You're focused on everything you don't have. And what do you then think you will attract into your experience? Exactly more of what you don't want. Make it your mission to sit down every day and become grateful. Get grateful for the two gifts you have called eyes, many aren't so lucky. Get grateful for the ears that can hear this music. Get grateful for the person in your life that's made a difference. Get grateful for your tough times because they helped develop your strength and spirit. Get grateful for your life. There is so much to be grateful for. There's something to be said about being appreciative and grateful. You know, whether you're thanking God or life or whether you're looking to a person in your world and just saying thank you, there's something really special about that. I mean there's something very real about moments where you can just be by yourself and look at your life and just say thank you. You know, thank you for this gift, thank you for this ride that I'm on, thank you for this journey. And a lot of people go through their life without experiencing the beauty of these moments. Your life, although perhaps filled with many imperfections, is still an experience. It's an experience that people in their final moments would do anything just to grasp onto for a little while longer. Can you imagine, as you hear this, there are people who are having their final breaths, taking their final breaths on this planet, looking back at their lives and wishing they could have done more. Meanwhile, we have this experience, we're alive, we're breathing air, our hearts are pumping, our brain is doing billions of operations per second, just to keep the game going for us. We can't find reasons to be grateful for that? We can't as human beings be appreciative for that? There is an entire spectrum of life you are missing out on when you don't take moments to just feel, just feel! Just create moments of gratitude within yourself just for the sake of being appreciative, for the sake of being alive. That alone will change your life. That will make you human again. That will disconnect you a little from this game of consumerism and this dog-eat-dog world we've allegedly created. That will disconnect you from the insanity of this society and it will reconnect you with something greater than yourself. And I don't care what you call it, call it God, call it the universe, call it life or magic, when you begin to be appreciative for life, there is a certain power that will bring you even more reasons to be appreciative. It's one of life's greatest paradoxes, when you're in a state of needing this and needing that, it doesn't matter how much you acquire, you'll never have enough when you can have the courage to be grateful for what you already have, life will bless you with even more. You know, you can decide in this moment to give it up, give up the complaining, give up the blaming and the accusing, give up the gossiping and the whining, and instead realize you're on an incredible journey and fall in love with every second of it. That's when you'll truly come to life.
1: I hope you all had a remarkable Thanksgiving as you reflected on the many things for which we should be thankful. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after this week's tip from Tarika.
2: Hello. This week's tip is if you're in a store and someone decides they want to follow you around like a worker, a manager at a store, put them to work. If someone is following you around the store as if you are planning on taking something, and you know you're not. Go ahead and tell them, come on over here. Since you're following me, help me find the shirt, or help me find this, or help me find that. Go ahead and put them to work. Go ahead and talk to them, and just let them be the person that shatters you. Go get your size and all that. If they want to follow you around, go ahead and make them work. Or if you don't feel like being bothered with them, what you could do is uh make sure they know I'm not here to take anything. I don't steal. Just just call it right out what it is. Don't act like you don't see them. Don't ignore them. Don't do any of that. Just call them right out. Either make them work, work with you, work for you, or either call them out and let them know, hey, excuse me, sales associate, I'm not going to steal nothing out of here. You don't have to follow me around. Sometimes you've got to call them out and let them know that's not what I'm going to do and uh, see how they, see how they, see how they, they they like that. See how they like that. So they can sit around and act like they're not watching you. Just go ahead and call them out. And make them get on, or either they're gonna apologize or something. But let them know I'm watching you just like you're watching me, and I'm not gonna steal anything. So go ahead and see how that works for you. And again, that's the tip for the week. And I've been talking with you. <laughs>
1: Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Many families have a Thanksgiving tradition of watching the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Well, if you were one of those that watched it live in Manhattan, you experienced a frigid day as this year's parade marched through the second lowest temperature in the history of the parade at 19 degrees. The coldest was 15 degrees in 1871. Marvin Gaye is set to get a 2019 stamp from the U.S. Postal Service. A man driving on a Nashville highway was killed when concrete fell from an overpass and crashed into his car. Police believe it was thrown from the bridge above and looked to be part of the curb and knocked the actual bridge. There was another tragic shooting, this time at a Chicago hospital, where the gunman killed three people, including a cop, a doctor, and a pharmacy resident before killing himself. It is reported that the gunman, Juan Lopez, had confronted an emergency room doctor, Tamara O'Neill, over a broken engagement. By the time the police got there, he had shot O'Neill repeatedly. So sad, so tragic, and happening far too often. Along the same lines, a former Cleveland judge who had previously spent nine months in prison for beating his wife is now a suspect in her stabbing death over this past weekend. Still on the topic, NFL linebacker Reuben Foster has been released by the 49ers after being arrested on domestic violence charges. There were also previous charges earlier this year that were dropped. Now, we may be heading in a positive direction somewhat as Black Friday gun sales were down 10 percent following last year's Black Friday sales, which had set a single day record. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T.
3: Let's go back in time When you and I were uncomplicated Let's go back in time Before I felt what I felt When you did what you did that night When I let my guard down, damn I would've thought about it
1: Listeners, I'm happy today to have our top investigator, most often instigator P.I. Pam, as well as the know-it-all good doctor, Professor Jay, as we review Trended News. So the first story I want to start with is the mall shooting in a small Alabama town on Thanksgiving night. There was a fight in the mall. Evidently some gunfire broke out. An 18-year-old male, a 12-year-old girl, were injured in the gunfire. However, the most gripping part of this story is that the police came and killed E.J. Fitzgerald Bradford Jr. on site without investigation. Does that sound familiar? Too familiar. Too familiar. Mm-hmm. Stories Similar last week, right? Right. Right. All right. Now, had they taken the time to ask a question or allow Bradford to identify himself, they would have learned that he was a member of the Army. He, in fact, he was home on leave. He's a licensed gun owner and the son of a police officer. It was later discovered that Bradford's gun had not even been fired. The actual gunman remained at large for a couple more days. So to make matters worse, the police never even identified his family. They had to find out about this on social media.
4: And I think for me, that would be the hardest part of the entire story that they would have had to have found out about it on social media. And again, every time it seems as if every time we have a story like this, we ask ourselves the question, how many more stories like this do we have to have? Right. And sadly, this happened at a time of year where Black Friday, of course, does, in fact, have its craziness. But it's, you know, a time of year where everybody is supposed to be getting together with his or her family. You expect to see. Your loved one come home from the mall with whatever he or she managed to get from the sale uh, or sales, as it were. But then, again, a family has a loved one who's lost his life at the hands of a stupid police officer.
1: Yeah, that about sums it up, Jay. I mean, the heartache, you know, I keep thinking and I don't want to be numb to it. I, I want it to hurt each time. I want America to hurt each time because somebody's family has been devastated over, like you said, something stupid. Mm-hmm. And I know there has to be some training in place that is intended to prevent this from happening.
5: Right. Right. And the mere fact that they didn't notify his family, being that his father was one of them, yeah. as a fellow officer, is just, that's just crazy in itself.
1: Well, since they never took time to find out who he was, they might not have known that at the time. Or maybe they were trying to get their story together. But it was too many witnesses. Right. Yeah. So there's another story I saw floating around social media about a guy labeled as an American adventurer and Christian missionary named John Allen Chow. He decided to kayak to a remote Indian island populated by a tribe known for shooting outsiders with bows and arrows. It's been reported that the man was killed and that officials are working to recover the body. So... The report also stated that some fishermen have been arrested for helping him even get to the island in the first place. It's been called a case of misdirected adventure. I feel there's a lesson here somewhere. First of all, let me just start. Our hearts go out to the loss of life, and we know the family is mourning uh, this tragedy, so our hearts do go out to them. However, what we question is the intent to knowingly go into a dangerous territory. So evidently the government is supposed to protect the tribe and the area which is not open to tourists. The victim, John Allen Chow, was known to be adventurous, known to be a risk taker. He had already escaped the island once with a warning and he had been shot several times then. They said he was going to spread the word of God. Some reports call him a missionary, some call him a colonizer. My question is Was it appropriate to take his mission work to this forbidden island? And what do y'all think about this story? It's
4: all right. Well, you know, again, as you said, our hearts do go out to Mr. Child's family. Yes. However, let me submit to you that if he called himself doing the work of the Lord, Uh it would seem like to me. He needed the whole armor. The whole armor. Uh-huh. But God also gives you common sense. And seemed like to me that after that first warning shot.
1: He was shot several times with the little bows and arrows. Uh, well. And went back. It went back. And went yeah. back. Uh-huh.
4: Seemed like to me the Lord would have said, uh, John, this ain't, the, <laughs> this ain't the area of the vineyard where I called you. You right, had right. all these warnings. You know that this area is not open to tourists. Had I really wanted you to be there. I would have opened the door. But clearly, you go in here kicking doors down. So maybe this ain't for you, bro. Mm-hmm.
5: And then in his journal that he was writing, he s- distinctly said that he was shot at. The arrow went straight through the Bible. That should have been a sign right there. But then he put in the, his last words was, God, I don't want to die. God should have said, my child. <laughs>
1: Say, don't, don't make me laugh. Don't go
5: back over there. And then... These people obviously don't read, write or understand English, so how was he going to preach the word to them? I mean, what did he think was going to happen?
4: Maybe he thought that it was going to be an Acts 2 experience, you know, the Holy Ghost descended and people were able to, to hear the word of the Lord preached in their language. Maybe he thought it was going to be day of Pentecost part 2, I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't know either. So listeners, you know, we're curious and feel free to weigh in. Of course, you can call or comment on the web page as to what you think about this, because we know there are missionaries who are inspired and led to spread the word of God and the gospel across the globe. But in this particular case, was it you know, are you supposed to go somewhere that's unsafe, especially alone? I don't know, Jay.
4: And usually when you go on these missionary journeys, you're you out with other people. Right. right. And you've got, you know, a group behind you, backing you, who is following up with you. You know, maybe your home church or the missionary society that's sending you out. Who's his pastor? Who covered him? Per his journal, nobody else wants to go. Because yeah. he was
5: like, I know y'all still think I'm crazy.
4: Do. Do. <laughs>
5: you ain't never lied we do <laughs> <So>. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right yeah so he put in there that i know he was like i know y'all think i'm crazy but this is what I need to do i need to i need to convert these people they don't know the god that i know well you you could started met him
1: in
4: Chicago? somewhere he really could have you know hmm. that uh, i'm on my Sunday school soapbox the bible says you will make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. You know when the Holy Ghost come upon you, you are going to start in Jerusalem, your home area first. Then right. you're going to go out into Judea and Samaria and into the uttermost parts of Preach. the earth. So you start at home first. That's the book. Mm-hmm. And once you once you once you get at home down pat, then you can go outside of your area.
5: Okay. Amen. Mm-hmm. Y'all can send Amen. y'all can send
4: my offering. My cash app <laughs> is Dr. J seven Amen. So a seed into my ministry.
5: Right. If people can send holy water, then you can send out if people can pay for the scriptures. Right. As we talked about last week, yes, uh-huh. then you can do yours too. Okay. And just cover me up. Mm. <laughs> well while we
1: also? uh listen here. While we are somewhat on religion and you know it can be controversial. It's it can be a become a heated topic but that's what we do. You know, we just get the conversation started or keep it going hats. on issues that might be relevant to our listening community. So, there's a pastor under fire for kicking a male cross dresser out of his church service. Pastor Antonio Rockmore of Powerhouse International Ministries went on a rant. You can see the video and story. I've linked that to our web page that's www.talkingwitht.com some of which he said included when you join my church, all the rules and regulations is told to you then. If you ever slip up...
4: Hold on a second.
1: Should that be R? Told to you? Regulations?
4: I watched the video. He said all the rules and regulations is told
1: Yeah, because to that's verbatim. Yeah. That's what
4: he said. He said is. He said so I is. need to read it verbatim? Yeah. Okay.
1: Some of what he said included verbatim, when you join my church, all the rules and regulations is told to you then. If you ever slip up, we would still take you privately and go over them again. This particular situation, this young man was told several times in private. I went to him personally myself. So the author of one article I read out of ChristianPost.com said that this is the kind of stuff, and I used the synonym here instead of the actual four-letter word he used, that causes people to go home and commit suicide. He says the church is supposed to be a place of change, and deliverance, so why would you destroy someone in front of a room full of people? I am surely interested in your thoughts about this, as well as our listeners. Uh, just call 865-409-1170, leave a comment on our website, but Pam and Jay, what do you think about this happening?
4: All right. Okay. Long side. Yeah, long side. long side. Uh, because. This story has troubled me for quite a while since I first saw it. Um, I will say that social media has been both a blessing and, the cur- and a curse in the church community. Um, moments that would be private and sacred uh-huh. and confined to those people who are in that particular space at that particular time have now been laid out for the world to see. Okay. And so I've seen a lot of stories uh, regarding Pastor Rockmore and this whole incident, and several people have commented that uh, the young man's attire was not as outlandish as perhaps the video made it out to be, again, admittedly, when I first saw it. I was under the impression, like many people, that the ma- that the young man came in in full drag, you know, right, whole heels, dresses, wigs, full face, beat, you name it. However, apparently, from other sources that I've read, this young man would come in with different color hair. He would wear pink tennis shoes, and uh, you know, his attire. Wasn't perhaps by some standards the most manly attire, okay. but it wasn't as outlandish as one would think that it is.
1: Not full drag. Not full drag. That was the impression I got. And
4: that, yeah, like I said, that was the impression that I got. Okay. However, um, I was speaking with a colleague in ministry a couple of weeks ago about this same situation, and uh, she mentioned that. You know, if you're a member of a particular congregation, which also from what I read, this young man is, Uh uh, when you're a member of a particular congregation, there are different rules for dress, conduct, deportment and all of that that you're supposed to abide by when you're within the four walls of the church. And Pastor Rockmore even said himself, what you do outside of the church is your business. But when you come in here, this is what you do. Okay. so um Part of me is a little conflicted by this whole thing. Yes, I agree that the church is a place of change and deliverance, but at the same time, um, I don't don't really know exactly how to feel. Do I agree with the way that this was handled? Not entirely, Mm -hmm. but I blame part of that on the folks who had their cameras out and were recording this particular moment in the service.
1: Okay, so I'm thinking, I know at church, uh, we have people that record the entire service. Right. So I'm just wondering if they just didn't catch that as a part of the service because he said it smack dab in the middle of the service. Right. Right? Right. Maybe their intent wasn't to catch it, but now what their intent was after they caught it to share it and make it go viral. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah.
4: And most churches, when you have uh, media ministries like this, or media ministries of a certain magnitude. If there's a a particular moment in the church, if the pastor has a bit of discretion or a filter, uh-huh. he or she may say, "Hey, media ministry, can you can you just hold yeah. off for a minute and say the screen will fade to black, or you know they'll play the church announcements for the people who may be watching online while that particular moment is handled, and once that moment mm-hmm. is over with, they rejoin the service in progress." I mean, and I, I've I've seen and heard of places where that has happened. I mean, I've even been in services where uh, the pastor has been giving a word of prophecy or praying for someone or someone's someone's testimony, maybe venturing a little bit over on the sensitive side, and the pastor may say, "Media ministry, just cut it right, or whatever." Right. Okay. And but those of us who are actually in that space at that time are the ones who are witnesses to it but the rest, of the, the rest of the viewing audience may not be. Got gotcha. you. So.
5: Yeah, and a lot of people have issues with this particular pastor because of his lifestyle. Uh-oh. And mm-hmm. his daughter, Uh-oh. daughter who is in the choir behind him, who is a lesbian.
4: Th- now that's the tea. That's, that's, that's oh, brewing. Oh. That's and the tea also that's
5: brewing. His wife and his mistress had a fight at the church. Pam. Look at P.I. Pam yes. got the tea. So that's what they have an issue with. They was like, he, this is has been. Real oh, they said he shouldn't be
1: throwing stones. Yes, right, because he's in a whole lot of glass house.
5: They but, was like, hello, kettle meat pots.
4: Right. <laughs> okay. He needs to take the plank out of his own eye while he's looking at the speck of sawdust in, in someone else's eye. All right. And they I'm was the, like, they was mm-hmm, like, your daughter is
5: in the choir right behind you, looking like a whole man. Oh. So why can't? Why are you trying to judge this man for dressing in? in drag, mm-hmm. or uh, may not have been full drag, like right. they were saying, but, but not to yeah, his liking or Not whatever. to his liking. And you've done questionable things. For one, you was cheating on your wife as the pastor. And, and they had a fight. that had man. a all brawl out fight mm-hmm. Okay, at the church, so.
1: Well, listeners, we'll be waiting on you to hear, hear what you have to say about both of those uh incidents and I'm going to move on to something else. You know, we know that people have ambitions to be a part of various careers. You know, they want to be doctors, lawyers, police officers, teachers, firemen, whatever. And there are pathways to achieve those ambitions. However, we have reported over and over again about people who choose to take a shortcut and just impersonate these professionals. Cobb County got a 911 emergency call from who they thought was a firefighter. He had fallen from more than 20 feet out of a tree. When they got there to help him, they found that he was wearing a stolen uniform with an emergency medical technician's patch on his sleeve, and he also had a stolen radio. So the guy's name, (laughs) Conrad Sloan, age 22, now has felony charges of impersonating a firefighter and theft. One of their bigger concerns is how he had access to sensitive information, and one of my concerns is What was he going to do if there was a real fire? (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, he wanted to be a firefighter. He stole him a fireman's uniform. Now, first of all, why was he 20 feet up in a tree?
4: That would be my first question. Was he trying to rescue somebody's stranded cat? Yeah, the cat. That's what I was thinking That would be the
1: story. But so then he called 911. He's 22, so
5: he's not... He's at the age where he could go to firefighter academy right. if he wants to be a firefighter, unless something is prohibiting him Maybe to do too, that too,
1: too long. He wanted to be a fireman right now. That's what I'm trying
5: <laughs> to tell y'all. And where did he get this? But you know what? When I have been to these thrift stores, I have seen like police suits. Really? Uh, that's why people be wearing uh you know Greek affiliation shirts, and yeah. I've seen, and they don't. Yeah, just wear
1: Please don't turn these types of items over to thrift stores.
5: Yes, I've seen like stuff that could pass for like real firefighter yeah. or
1: policeman uniforms. Plus, you can order anything online now. Yeah, really but they can't. said his was stolen, so they must have some. And then they said he had access to some sensitive information, like he. Infiltrated a whole fire department or He'd something. Might probably
4: be in the firehouse. It's a fi- It's a fireman somewhere that's tied up <laughs> <laughs> or kidnapped, locked it up in somebody's basement. Got to be.
5: He might be in the tree. <laughs> that's who. Yeah, I can't. I got tree. one more story. Let me catch my
4: breath. Y'all oh. know
1: I'm battling a cold.
4: Help all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, here's this last story. Is a case of what would you do? So, you know how people buy these abandoned storage units hoping to find something valuable, right? Mm-hmm. You just take it a chance. So, mm-hmm. you don't put much into it, but hey. So, it's just like on Storage Wars if you see that. Well, one buyer bought a storage unit for $500. In it was $7.5 million in cash. Oh. So, and I watched the uh, news commentary on it. Technically, he bought the storage unit and the contents,
5: right? Okay. which would
1: include that money, it's his. that money. But the buyer actually settled with the previous owners, and he kept one point two million and gave them back six point three million.
5: No, that would have been the other way around. Seemed like you would have got the one point two million and this. If I gave you anything if back I it at all, right? Let's start right there. Who leaves seven? Where did they get this money from? So let's think
1: about it. And this is what I'm thinking he thought. Because my first thought was, you're not getting ready to get my 7.5 million. You're not getting ready to get my retirement money.
4: What is it? Possession is nine-tenths of the law? Yep, now? they went
1: through all of that. I mean, finders, keepers, every other kind of rule you could have. Right. But let's go back to the question you asked. Who has $7.5 million laying around in cash? Could it be the cartel? Could it be ill-gotten gays? And, and the guy said, do he want to go through life looking over his shoulder for whoever might have $7.5 million dollars
4: laying around? You know, it's mighty suspect, but, you know. You go suspect. for it, Jay? I, I probably would, you know, because I'm just a lowly school teacher. So. <laughs> I, I got I got bills and stuff, you know.
5: Yeah, so yeah. And if that's the fact that I could see why he probably settled, yeah. They was like, "Look, we're going to give you 1.2 million and that's that's it." It's okay. 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 I had, that's more than you had before. You yep. only paid
1: 500 for it. Right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well y'all, that's it for this bit and I've enjoyed having you here, uh, Jay's in town. Yeah. If, if you missed it, you need to go on to the Talk with T Facebook page and check out our annual live video yes. that we do when all of us are assembled in one place, but As always, I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to
4: tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right now.
1: We discuss many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. Your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We want to continue to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwithtea.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local arising artists. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With Tea, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwithtea.com. You can find the links to many other stories we share and discuss on our website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking with T Daily, the online daily newspaper, to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. And on that note, I'll end with a quote. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. Remember where you heard the word, Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with T.